Greetings and welcome to the Pure Report. I'm your host, Rob Ludeman. It is time to bring the orange with our special guest today, Jake Ringler, who's our VP and head of EMEA R&D. Jake, it's great to have you on the program today. Hi, Rob. Thanks. Uh, excited to be here with you. Uh, I am super excited. Thanks for making the time zone thing work. I know it's late in the day there for you. It's early here. We we're just talking about how I'm trying to get my kid off to his virtual classes and uh, clear out the house so we had a nice quiet place to talk. But uh, really excited. How long have you been at Pure? It's just, uh, it's just been a few months journey, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, I've, I've been at Pure now starting month four. Uh, so I joined uh, start of August. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's felt, uh, it's felt much longer with all the cool stuff going on and all the fast action, but, uh, yeah, really, really enjoying it still. It's, it's a really amazing place. Yeah. There's always a lot of really wonderful things going on here and you're right in the center of it. And I'm really thrilled to, uh, to get to chat with you a little bit more about, uh, what goes on at, at the R and D center in, in Prague, where you are speaking to me today, which is, uh, which is super cool, but, uh, give me a little bit about your journey and, and your background. Uh, I think you're Canadian, right? You know, I think you're the second, we've had Mr. Rosemary on and, and somebody uh, in IT Melody, uh, Zacharias. So you're like the third Canadian on the program. So congrats on that. Nice. Yeah. It seems like I'm in some uh, uh, s s uh, special category group. That <laughs> That's, That's right. really cool. That's right. Uh, yeah. No, no. So uh, yeah, I'm uh, from uh, Vancouver, Canada. Uh, th that's where I grew up. Uh, obviously playing a lot of ice hockey as uh, a lot of us in, in Canada do. So uh, yeah, I must have played from like, I think it was age, uh, age seven till about uh, 21. I actually played all the way up to junior A uh, in British Columbia. Uh, for a couple teams, most uh, last team was uh, Merritt Centennials, which actually some trivia knowledge there. Actually, I think uh, online on um, uh, there's a there's some cards. I think I even have a card there somewhere. You got a I hockey played. card that we can that we can. What position did you play? What what, what? Uh, I played uh, center. So you were a fast guy. You're a fast scorer. Yeah, I was fast guy trying to avoid uh, uh, a lot of the hits and the, and the body checks. But uh, yeah, I was more like a fast guy, more kind of goals, assists. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was a lot of fun, but after I finished that, uh, I didn't get drafted to the NHL, uh, which of course I was hoping I, I would. And then yeah. I didn't get any, um, uh, a lot of things in, Van in, uh, the British Columbia hockey league where I played was a lot of us wanted to get scholarships to us universities, uh, like Michigan or Harvard or other areas so we could play in the collegiate league, but I didn't go that any, uh, either. All I got was, uh, some offers from Canadian universities um, especially McGill, but in the end, um, I kind of felt, you know, I, I spent a lot of years on it and I still love hockey. I actually play with my brother's team when I go back home in his uh, beer league, uh, uh, team. Uh, he actually plays on a team called the Vancouver Devils, nice. <laughs> which, uh, which are the, really cool. and they actually travel even around the world to play in different tournaments. But, uh, at that time, just growing up, cause my dad, he's an electrical engineer my brother's a mechanical engineer. So I always grew up in this kind of engineering family, uh, I, I guess you could say. Uh, my mom, she, she was more an account, she was an accountant, so she was on the other side. But uh, yeah, we just always enjoyed, I remember building computers with my dad and uh, uh, playing different games with my brother and setting up different uh, systems. So I really got an interest in it. And at the time, I also really enjoyed aviation. Mm. Uh, actually, after hockey, I thought I would be a, a professional pilot because it's just something I always enjoyed. And uh, yeah, I did my pilot's license um, uh, back in uh, 
uh, I'm trying to remember now, it was nine, 97 or, or 96 when I was, uh, I don't know if I was 17 or, uh, or 18, but uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it on Cessna 152, had a great instructor, but my instructor, I was also lucky. He was a guy that was also an air traffic controller. And one of his biggest advices was always, look, it's great if you want to do your pilot's license, but make sure that you do some other form of university or education yeah, yeah. so that if you can't fly, uh, you can do something else. And of course, at the time I was like, well, but I really want to be an airline pilot. I want to travel the world. I want to go, you know, take these big planes from one city to another. Uh, but then I was like, okay, I, I like computers as well. So then I started studying uh, computer science uh, at my university and, or, or one of the bigger, we have two main universities in Vancouver, UBC and SFU. So I went to SFU. Uh, it's a cool place on a, a little hill, a lot of wildlife. Uh, I remember you'd have uh, screen moments where it would be like, oh, please uh, be careful going to classroom. Uh, you know, I forget the name of the classroom, but it was like maybe a 10, 15 minute walk outside. There's like a bear sighting or there's yeah. a bear sighting. So uh, we were always kind of like, at the time we were like, okay, we just walk and hopefully it's fine. But then looking back now, I'm kind of like, oh wow, it was actually a bear probably around there somewhere. But uh, yeah, so I did computer science. I really enjoyed that. And it kind of got me to a point where I still enjoy aviation. I like, I like flying, but um, I just kind of continued in computer science and uh, Really, the reason I got over to Europe was that at the time when I graduated from uh, SFU back in 2004, uh, I, I find it a bit funny now looking back, but in Vancouver, it was very hard for new grads in the IT and uh, computer industry. So it was very hard to, uh, to, to get a job. So I actually, um, because my parents had, um, uh, or because of my parents, I have also some European heritage. So because of them, I was lucky enough to have uh, dual citizenship with actually uh, uh, Canada and, and Czech Republic. So I was like, well, maybe I should try traveling a bit in Europe yeah. and being able to work. So I started um, uh, working for a company uh, which was based in the UK in Brighton. And uh, they did, uh, Ricardo Consulting Engineers is their name, and they did all in-house IT, but they also had a site in uh, Prague. Funny enough, their building is probably a 10-minute walk from where our office is now. Oh, interesting. Kind of small yeah. world. So yeah, yeah. I, I used to spend on and off time there, uh, still going back home. And then after that, I went back home and I um, uh, worked uh, more like a contract type of job really fast at HSBC because I had a big software house in, in Vancouver. But then after that, uh, because I really love the West Coast, but I really fell in love with Prague. Uh, mm -hmm. It's such an amazing place. And um, I got an offer to come back and work for Barclays. So uh, I worked uh, uh, for a team which was in uh, London out of Canary Wharf. And I was uh, back and forth between here and Barclays where uh, I helped build a uh, a big site with some other people. Uh, then I was going to go back home to Vancouver, uh, work there, but then uh, Conquer came a calling. Yeah, yeah. And I just had a great conversation with my manager at the time. He flew all the way from San Francisco to interview me. And it was like this hour went by and I was like, wow, this is a really cool place. So um, I joined Conquer. And uh, funny enough, it's uh, probably the same type of conversation I had with uh, my current manager, Dan DeCasper, mm -hmm. where first time me and Dan talked, it was like, wow, this is so, uh, so cool. There was a fit, um, right? It was, yeah, yeah. yeah, it was just like a synergy. You knew it when you sat down and got a few minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, yeah, I spent uh, almost five, about five years at Conquer. Uh, one of the great things with Conquer for me was uh, their head HQs in Bellevue. Um, and uh, so I, I would, 
you know, probably every couple of months, I would go back home to Vancouver. That, that'd be my base. And I would go mm -hmm. up and down the coast because my manager was in the San Francisco TripIt office. So I spent time there. Then I spent time in Bellevue. So uh, yeah, it kind of gave me the best of uh, both worlds. And um, what I did there is I ran all the mobile uh, engineering on expense before I, I, I left. And um, just, and actually some of the products we actually use now at Pure Search, because obviously we use Conquer for our uh, yeah, spend yeah. planning. No, I'm a big fan of the mobile app, right? I mean, that, yeah. was, that was kind of, you know, back when we used to travel quite a bit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> back, when, back when we used to travel for business, it was always, you know, I remember we didn't have that at my prior company. I remember it was mm -hmm. a really cool thing. My manager went, you know, what are you doing? Why are you taking those receipts and putting them in your wallet? You know, just... Yeah. Just, just get out the app, take a picture, and and you know, loads it up to the cloud, and away you go. Um, what mm -hmm. kind of what kind of things did you learn in that role? I guess I'm interested in two things. One is how do you evolve, you know, with your interest in computer science to like running R and D teams? Because that's you know, there's kind of a, an evolution there. Mm -hmm. But also, what did you learn at at Concur that that um, you know that you think benefited you today in the role that you're in? Uh, so at, um, so I think the, from computer science, uh, for me, uh, I think one of my, I guess, um, or I'm lucky enough that even though I did a lot of computer science, I was always, because I played so much hockey growing up yeah. and we were always very in these social kind of gatherings. Uh, I really like talking to people, working with people, um, helping people grow. And then having the connection with computer science, having that background of, you know, how to program, how to build systems, uh, what does it mean to deliver a, a product end to end for a customer? It, it, it complemented with it where for me it was like, well, I enjoyed the programming, but I really like working with people mm. and, you know, if I can connect it. So my first roles were, you know, tech lead, um, helping technically lead. I really enjoyed that. Then slowly moving into management, couple people learning the trades there. But I think my biggest, uh, or, uh, um, luck was I, I, I had some really good mentors, especially early on in my management career. So some of the managers, which I'm actually still friends, uh, really good friends with, especially at Ricardo, um, some, uh, we really did some cool things and uh, kind of building these teams with like, okay, we need to develop products. They need to really um, be 100% uh, running and, and uh, for the customers and everything uh, needs to be there on the support side, but we, we, we can't forget to also have fun while we're doing it right, and right. also enjoy um, interacting with the customers, hearing their feedbacks and really delivering things where it's at the highest quality uh, possible. So there, then we go back into like testing and automation and uh, different frameworks where when we're doing development and we're pushing it through like kind of a, um, a conveyor belt analogy, like you see cars moving down the conveyor belt, making sure that as long as we're checking everything, our customer will get uh, really the best product we can, we can build for them. So um, with those mentors, and then also I did some uh, really good training courses early on in my career. So I did this, um, I I'm actually quite passionate about it. I'm in touch with some of the people there. It's called Manager Tools. Uh, they do really good courses, not just uh, about effective manager and effective communicator, but they also help you understand that everybody's different. Everybody has a certain personality. And uh, how do you actually interact 
with people so that uh, they feel comfortable and of course you can support them in their in their growth so I, I did that as well in my career uh, I also did something called pathwise leadership which uh, I did more at Conquer, but it's um, it's a group. They're based in uh, Bellevue and San Francisco, and uh, they also take a very interesting approach to ma- uh, to kind of managers and execs. And it's even more to the level of like psychology and understanding uh, people's personalities, understanding how the, the strengths and um, how each personality also has some things to watch out for, but kind of being able to not look at some of those things as disadvantages, but more how, how a person can turn them also into advantages and make people feel, feel comfortable. So, so some of these things really helped me as well. And uh, then just, just having some mentors in, in places I work. So uh, with Conquer, what really helped me was uh, I started in the R&D, but then eventually I took over the whole site. Uh, so Conquer here in Prague is about 500 plus people now, and it's 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 split between many areas. Uh, half's like an R&D, the other half's non-R&D, but it really allowed me to get into some of these uh, particulars even more, especially on the Czech market, because what a lot of people, I think, miss about the Czech Republic, even though it's a small country when you compare it to like Canada, USA, uh, um, United Kingdom, it, it, it is one of the few countries I know where there's a lot of uh, different legislation, different rules, uh, different policies. And what helped me at Conquer in that country director role is I really managed to get even deeper into some of these areas on the market, uh, how dealing with uh, hiring agencies, how we deal with uh, taxes, how we deal with uh, scaling a site, but also making sure the site is well connected and part of our, our global family. So. Um, yeah, for me, Conquer was really a great experience. And uh, that's really what attracted me to Pure in the end, because at uh, Conquer, uh, I really love doing that, running the R&D, but also uh, running the site. And here, when um, I was uh, uh, talking to Dan and, of course, others, uh, Cos, Charlie, and others about, about this role, which I uh, which I took on, uh, you know, t- to me, I felt super excited about this and what Pure Storage really wants to do, not, not only in Prague, but in really in uh, EMEA uh, for not just employees, but also customers and also the company. And uh, I just think it's a super exciting time to be here. And I'm, uh, I'm really fortunate and happy that I could join and uh, be part of the journey. Yeah, it sounds like a really synergistic fit. And I love that you've gone through, you know, what... I, you know, wasn't the entire, we were going to talk a lot about the R&D, but I love that you brought out things about what, what makes good, you know, management, right? Having good mentors and, you know, some training courses and recognize, I don't know that everybody knows all the, the subtleties or the, the challenges that come with managing people is that everybody is diverse. Everybody responds to different, uh, you know, different aspects of management. And, um, you know, certainly you have to have different styles for, for different people, but also it's about customer first, right? You brought that, that piece out, um, so give me, give me, we'll transition a little bit. I want to jump into the R and D center itself. Mm-hmm. You know, give me a little bit about the, the high level of, of what we're doing in Prague, you know, and again, I know you're only here four months, but I'm sure Dan shared with you some of the back history. Yeah. <laughs> how do we, how do we get to that point? Right. Cause you know, our R and D largely has been done historically in Mountain View. 
And now we've opened, you know, this, this center that's, you know, effectively kind of at the crossroads of Europe. It's a nice centrally located place. And as you mentioned, there's some, some, you know, logistics and legal things that you, you became familiarized with at, at Conquer. But um, tell me a little bit about when, when you go talk to someone about the R&D center, what's, what are the main points? What are we looking to do as Pure there? Uh, so, um, I mean, so the RNA Center, just uh, some, some quick history. So, uh, yeah, Dan, Dan came over back in, I think it was October 2019, maybe, mm -hmm. maybe September. And uh, initially, we started in a different part of the city. Um, and um, it, it was um, kind of getting this um, mass kind of increase of different things going so we could organically scale up. And what we're trying to do here is historically a lot of, I mean, there's a couple of things. One is uh, the, the talent market. So yeah. the, the Prague, one great central location, which you mentioned, Rob, right? Um, and a lot of our customers from the past, I know that when they wanted to see some of the things which we're doing at Pure Storage, uh, pre-COVID times, uh, I know they would have to travel to some places like Mountain View or uh, other offices, which, you know, for them would be a longer trip than, of course, if they just got on a plane, if someone's in Germany and they come on a uh, 30, 45 minute flight to Prague, right? And they can see what they would yeah. need to. So, you get to anywhere uh, so, in Europe in about 90 minutes. Exactly. Depending on where you, unless you're, you know, unless you're in Russia, then it's a little bit yeah. longer. <laughs> Otherwise, true. yeah, everything's about a 45 minute to 90 minute flight. I mean, people don't yeah. That so that gives customers a chance to come and see, you know, yeah. on with what we're doing, which is which is brilliant. Yeah, exactly. We we also uh, we also have a an, uh, customer experience room. So this okay. is basically a rack where we have flash arrays. We're going to put in flash blades. We'll put in other things so that um, again, you know, if we talked about a a world where you know COVID's no more, then uh, really the idea would be that customers can come here, our sales team can come here, field sales. Uh, we we can um, show them some of our products. We can have sessions. Uh, we can even uh, ping some of the the core expert engineers working on certain bits of, of the products and it really will make them feel very well you know connected that we're this end-to-end -end, uh, team so I mean that's another angle right so location customer base uh, talent pool so uh, Czech Republic again for such a small country it has many great technical universities there's a lot of talented people here uh, a lot of uh, people who really have a need to kind of push the limits with technology and ways of uh, doing development and uh, other uh, other kind of agile methodologies of how we can deliver things for, for customers. So the talent pool was another big, uh, big reason uh, where, you know, we, we could not only in, in Prague and the Czech Republic, but even in, in EMEA, right? Um, I mean, you said it, everything's uh, quite a close flight, right? Yeah. You know, in Canada or US, you know, if I go on, if I fly from Vancouver to uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, it's, I think it's something like an eight or nine hour flight, right? Whereas here, I'm on a 30 minute flight and I'm already in Germany, different culture, different group. So yeah. uh, another part of it is recruiting also people from outside Czech Republic to help sure. us scale. So people from Germany, people from Austria, Slovakia, uh, Poland, Italy, um, the UK. So th that was another big uh, consideration. And what, uh, what we've done now here and what I'm, you know, what I love seeing is one, we have many of the BUs already uh, having their products here. So we have a flash array team, which is quite um, uh, a good size, still growing. Flashblade, uh, Pure One, Pure as a service. And 
the the other side of that is also we have some non R and D rules. So we have finance here. We have uh, a tax uh, a tax team here. We, obviously, we have a very big TA team uh, to help us with recruitment and uh, and sourcing, and um, the all of all of these things which. I really find healthy for a site is because it, we're really connecting things end to end. Because from my experience, uh, engineers are 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 very um, amazing at what they do. But I know um, I know from the past uh, that sometimes it's hard for them to appreciate some of the things our customers are, are dealing with mm-hmm. because of the sales team and other things, and vice versa. Sometimes our sales teams or support teams they don't fully understand what the developers dealing with. So. Uh, when uh, Dan told me this site is not just about R&D, but it's also about um, an R&D portion, which again will grow over time, I find it just great to connect all of these because it, it really complements each other. And um, a good example is hackathons. So we're really keen right. on hackathons. Yeah. And we just finished a, a hackathon. And uh, I was really encouraging, as were uh, my directors here, uh, people in non-R&D to get involved and be part of the R&D teams. You know, and whether it means helping with presentations, whether it means helping with some... Uh, um, ideas uh, which customers wanted. It just made these teams really end-to-end and diverse. And that I think is really what one of the kind of challenges is with the site and also um, one of its strengths that as we keep growing, we need to make sure we keep this good connection with R&D and non-R&D so everybody feels that we're all one part of the, the, the family as opposed to what I've seen in other companies where you've got like an R&D and non-R&D, uh, which fortunately here I, I can really see when I joined uh, that, um, yeah, everybody's just willing to help, everybody's willing to share knowledge, everybody's willing to uh, be part of the same team. So uh, I've got no doubts for that. And it's actually uh, another really exciting time as we scale because uh, I'm, I'm excited to see at the R&D and how we keep growing it, but I'm also excited to see at the different non-R&D bits, which we can also grow and uh, complement the site with. Yeah, it's great to hear it's non-siloed because I know you've, you've probably seen that, right? Where R&D groups can just be this sort of you know, kind of whole of just, you know, engineering work that goes on separate. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're, you're effectively taking a part of what we do here at Pure and Corporate and creating that same sort of type of culture and that, that same methodology of everybody in it for the same purpose, you know, customer first, partner first, and, and really driven and really making, you know, connections between the, the R&D and the non-R&D. And people get to hang out in Prague which in my experience with travels is, is, is not a bad city to uh, yeah. spend a little bit of time. Uh, you know, it's one of those where I've left and gone, gosh, I wish I had another few days to, uh, to spend there because it's just such a, a beautiful play. What, what do you like to do in, in your free time when, when you're in Prague? What's, uh, you know, get out and about, go out walking. I mean, it's such a walkable city too. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those cities where it's such a small city, but it feels like you have everything here. So yeah, things I love doing is really going for walks around the, um, around the center in, in particular. I mean, again, now with COVID, there are some restrictions, but normally when there's not COVID, it's like, I, I don't really know a city where there's so many different uh, restaurants, cafes, uh, kind of pubs, just just this general area where everybody meets and discusses and it just has such a great uh, vibe. Um, some, some, of the, some of the other things are, there's a lot of uh, great museums, uh, there's a lot of um, great art, art exhibits, modern exhibits, 
those are some of the things. Uh, biking, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, some of the bike paths around the, the country, again, it's, it's very um, accessible. There's a lot of hiking trails. So I like, uh, I like tra traveling around and seeing um, different things, obviously visiting friends. Uh, I love walking the city because as yeah. you said, it's such a walkable city, especially if you live uh, in, in the center. Uh, I love going to, uh, watch, um, the, the hockey league here, right? Because it's oh, yeah. some of the, some of the best, uh, you know, some of the best players as well. And you see some of the NHL players, which, you know, maybe they were on an off season or they, they don't want to play in the NHL, but they would play in the, in the league here. Uh, so yeah, I always found it amazing to go see those games because the, the other side of that is that the price for a ticket is way cheaper than, for example, I would pay to go see a Vancouver Canucks game. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you've got, um, you know, as entertaining a game, if not more sometimes because the rink's wider, mm -hmm. uh, not as long, but it's really more about finesse. So, uh, yeah, that, that's another thing I really, uh, really enjoy doing here. Yeah, some of those European leagues, you sneakily get some of the really, you know, the sort of experienced, I don't want to use the word old, but <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> their prime you know i think i think yarmir yager extended his career in europe for a number of years you know yeah. and and was able to play in in the european leagues well thanks for a little bit of insight on prague it's it's cool to hear and it's it's a wonderful place and certainly one that you can get people to uh to to come to but how do you so i'm curious and i saw something recently i don't remember when i came upon it but i i saw and i want to give too much insight into what we do but how do you evaluate talent for the R&D, particularly on the engineering side, I'm interested in. Because you're, you're looking for a culture fit and you're, and you're looking for personality and you're looking also, of course, for technical skills. But you actually, you actually I think you put, some, you, you put candidates through some simulations, through some tests, right? With, with actually you know, demonstrating knowledge of certain coding that they would need to do. I found that interesting. Can, can you share a little bit on that? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I mean, yeah, the, the interview process is, uh, is quite, is quite involved. Uh, I know even on the market here, I, I know candidates, I, I know we're known for that as well, that a lot of the candidates know they get an offer from us. They're like, uh, wow, you know, I made it through, uh, I made it through all the interviews, you know, this is awesome. Because yeah. it's such a, such right. a tough thing. So, um, but yeah, it's a lot of things. So our interviewers, obviously the way we interview here, uh, we have different people involved. Each one covers a, a different area. Uh, but again, the areas that they do cover, uh, they're, um, almost certified in some ways so that we make sure that, uh, the questions we're giving, uh, we're comparing apples and apples when we compare, um, like candidates performances. Um, Again, depends on the role. It depends how senior the role is. Uh, depends what uh, area they'll be working in. Uh, so yeah, we do have a breadth of technical questions we go through there. However, almost as or, or more important is really this kind of fit, right, to what yeah. it is to be a yeah. Puritan, right? So things that um, the personality, right, the values, are the people involved in some uh, DNA, uh, diversity inclusion uh, groups as well. Uh, do they uh, have blogs? Uh, how do they keep up to date? Uh, do they like going for meetups? Um, so there's a lot of these other things which, you know, for us are important because we want to make sure the people aren't only good technically, but that they're also uh, kind of thinking outside the box and also have other interests where uh, they want to grow, right? Because uh, of course, it's great having someone who just works 
on programming, but having people who want to be part of hackathons, having people who want to do tech talks for uh, perhaps future um, candidates, having people who want to get involved with diversity and inclusion or who want to get involved in pure good activities um, is, is just as important. So some of those interviews, especially on the manager uh, area, they, they, go a lot more, uh, they go a lot more in depth into those areas uh, so that we can see how people uh, grow, what they want to um, I guess, uh, get more involved in and also how they run the, the, the teams from the manager uh, perspective, because a lot of the things we like here too is teams, uh, teams are the ones which get things done. They're the ones that should control what technologies we use, how we develop things. They should decide, you know, how they should be working. So it's really about uh, people who want to be empowered. It's also people about who want to be proactive. Yeah. And uh, I think our interview process is tough, but I, um, it, it really draws uh, through all these different areas to really find, I would say, the best candidates uh, so that uh, we know that, yeah, these are really uh, future Puritans and they'll be set up for uh, some big success. Yeah, and that we'll invest in career development, which is always yeah. a wonderful thing, you know, to hear about. How many people are we up to now at the, the R&D? Uh, I don't have the actual number in front of me, but I think okay. it's around uh, maybe uh, 70, okay. uh, 72, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Which, you know, it's pretty quick because this, you know, the, you know, Dan only started working on this, you know, last year at some point. Last year, yeah. 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 I mean, no, no, he did an amazing job. It's coming along really well. So kudos to Dan, right? Who's, yeah you know, now back and you're, you're in those big shoes. Yeah. Um, so what are the, what are kind of the initiatives? And again, I know, you know, we're not talking roadmappy kind of things, but what are some of the areas, you know, for pure that are really important that, that you have the teams working on right now and, and supporting kind of where we're going in strategic growth? Uh, so I, I, I would say we've got obviously on the R&D side where uh, Flash Array, right, they're, work, they're working on different initiatives with File. One, one, of, the, one of the cool things with uh, that team is I love seeing how they're partnering with our uh, Swedish, uh, Swedish teams, uh -huh. uh, which was one of the, uh, the acquisitions, right, Pure Storage did some, some time back. Yeah. So kind of making it feel like, no, it's not like Prague Flash Array, we're like EMEA Flash Array, and we're between Prague and uh, and, and Sweden. Uh, so they're working a lot on on that. Obviously, Flashblade. Uh, this is a new area we're building up here. Uh, so we've got multiple hires. They're going through the boot camps, so they understand um, uh, the different. Uh, uh, problems and and uh, coding technologies and how things work. Obviously, Pure One, Pass, Pass. Now we've hired a, a manager for that a couple of months back. Again, ramping up. Um, so yeah, we we're kind of uh, the approaches. We're taking ch small chunks in different areas. Some chunks might be bigger. Like I think Flash Array probably has some bigger things on file. They're starting to tackle because they have a bit bigger critical mass now. Uh, but the goal is really to kind of own these smaller bits end to end. And, um, you know, end, end of the day, any site you start building up from um, an HQ or other, other sites, really it's also about the trust, right? So um, one of the things I, I tell my directors is we need, we need to make sure that the things we're working on, things we're delivering, uh, that it's at the highest level we can because we obviously need to build up some, uh, some trust as well with uh, owning pieces of, uh, of the infrastructure. And uh, so far, I think we're doing a, a great job on that. On the site side, again, on the market, um, I think, and this is why it's great doing this podcast uh, to help spread the word because 
um, again, this market, it's a small country and there's yeah. a lot of companies here and uh, Czech Republic has or it, like the lowest unemployment rate in, uh, in the EU uh, when I looked uh, a couple of months back. And a lot of the big companies we compete with, uh, people just kind of know them because they know they're here. But pure storage, a lot of the candidates, when we talk to them, they're like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I didn't know you guys are here. I didn't know you guys are doing this. So one of my biggest challenges is really getting that word out. And uh, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through speaking engagements, right, whether it's through our uh, pure storage channels uh, or, or LinkedIn, Twitter, just really anything to get the word out. Uh, is is what I'm kind of pushing myself and the team on because I think we're the best uh, and coolest tech company here of the things we're doing. Uh, we have an amazing office down uh, down in the in in the center, and it's really about spreading that word because we really want to get this to be that when uh, somebody thinks about changing jobs or joining another company, pure storage is right in their uh, top of their minds. And uh, not only for Prague, but really EMEA and, uh, and beyond when we also look at international uh, kind of candidate searches, because um, I, I really want to bring the best of the best here uh, so we can really make this the, the best of the best um, R&D uh, sites uh, when somebody thinks about working in R&D globally. Yeah, no, happy to be doing this with you to help expand the brand. And, and really, that's that's what it's about and get more awareness about this. And, you know, you mentioned talking at events. And I think, you know, when we chatted prior to recording, you you uh, recently spoke at, uh, what is it, the ABSL Digital Conference in Prague, over a 1000 attendees. What what what'd you talk about? What was the what was the response? Just kind of general awareness about Pure or some, some other aspects that you were covering? Uh, so uh, it was it was more uh, general kind of awareness about pure because uh, the ABSL digital conference so ABSL as as um, uh, Association of Business Service uh, Leaders is one of the biggest I would say uh, groups in the Czech Republic and a lot of the big companies are, are part of it and throughout the year there's different talks there's different presentations it's about sharing ideas and about things people are tackling uh, within their areas they have also different streams IT HR uh, sales support, uh, but my, but my talk was on the the technology side because uh, when I talked to their um, uh, their MD who who runs it, uh, he was like, uh, especially he he came here and I gave him a tour of the office as well, and he was just blown away. He was like, I didn't even know that a company like this exists, right? Yeah. That you guys are doing this with Flash, and he was like, you guys, you know, you guys have to be a part of this uh, this group because the, uh, a lot of the companies, even a lot of the tech companies, they can learn a lot from you. So my initial talk with them uh, was it was a 30-minute talk and it was about the modern data experience uh, which of course we uh, we talk about and also how Prague uh, is helping accelerate that into the into the future so uh, I enjoyed the talk because it'll let me connect one the amazing things we do at pure storage and where we want to go but it also then let me connect it with well why Prague what are we doing in Prague and uh, why Prague is a big part of our, our future. So uh, yeah, it's, it's an amazing conference and I'm, uh, I'm glad we could be a part of it and uh, get Pure Storage's name uh, out there. That's fantastic. Well, check that out, ABSL conference. If you want to go watch, I assume there's a replay up there. But what, what are, let's, let's close with what are you excited? What are you most excited about for the future of the R&D Center as you're, as you're leading? And, you know, we'll, we'll come back and ask you in a year when you've been here more than four months too, right? right. <laughs> but what are you most excited about when you look at the vision for the future and kind of where things going? Um, you know, what, what gets you excited every day to come into work? 
Uh, well, I think for me, it's uh, number one's the, the people. Like uh, it was one of the main reasons I, I joined Pure Storage uh, because all the people that I interviewed with, I was, after each interview, I was like, wow, that, that person was really cool. I, I'd love to talk to, you know, someone else. And, oh, that, that was great. So here, the people that we have, uh, I know when I talk to them, when I come in, you know, everybody's got ideas, everybody's approaching things differently. And it's just such an energetic place uh, because everybody feels what we're, we're trying to do. So, I mean, I, um, you know, I'm always looking forward to when I get up in the morning, uh, getting over to work because there's always something ex exciting happening. The, the other cool part, which I love about my job is each one of my days is different. Uh, yeah. Some days I'll be tied up in doing a lot of interviews for different areas. Another day I'll be tied up with, um, uh, having a look at maybe some of the, the PR or branding opportunities, which we can do as a company here. Uh, then other days, um, uh, I'm tied up with a, a, a business unit looking at, okay, what's our roadmap? What's our deliverables, uh, deliverables in this quarter? So that's really what I love about my job, that I'm constantly context switching, involved in different areas. And, uh, you know, it never gets boring. It's always uh, exciting. And what I have for myself as a success in this role, but really a success for the site and, and the company, because I think the future here, in particular in these COVID times, is, is super bright. And uh, I'm just excited to see how the journey goes and how we keep pushing and really how we can raise the brand and uh, really show our customers that uh, all the amazing things we can do. Uh, and uh, just, yeah, it's, it's just a lot of fun. No, that's fantastic. It's great to hear the diversity of, you know, that you get excited by the diversity and it sounds like growing the influence of, of the center is, is going to be a, a big thing for you. Um, going forward, which is fantastic. Hey, well, thanks for um, coming on. It was a pleasure to get to know you and I'd love to have you back again, uh, you know, in the future if, uh, if and when uh, we can make these times work and uh, who knows, maybe sometime when we're back all traveling again, we can uh, meet in person and, and uh, do one of these the, uh, the old fashioned way where we used to just kind of sit in a room and fire up microphones. But Jake, thanks for all your insights. Uh, loved having you on today. Anything you want to plug, anything where people need to go to uh, find out more information uh, about the center? Where should they go? Uh, yeah, no, no. So, I mean, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, Mirab. Absolutely. I mean, I love, love doing this. And uh, definitely, I'm, I'm looking forward to as well in the future when we can uh, travel again and also meet up in person and do these uh, yeah. things face-to-face. Uh, yeah, -face. Uh, just any plug. So, obviously, our peer storage website. I mean, we've got a career section there for anybody that's looking for uh, job opportunities, really anywhere in the world, but definitely in Prague. If you look, there's a lot of great R&D roles. Uh, we also have some um, uh, great uh, information on our, on our social media channels, peer storage on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Uh, and, um, yeah, I mean, I mean, there's some articles, which, um, I know Dan did when we first got here, which were, uh, which people could probably find as well just for the market. Uh, but yeah, other than that, yeah, it's, um, you know, if somebody wants more info, definitely check out our website. And, uh, if, if they want more info on Prague, then, uh, we also have contact details there. Uh, so definitely feel free to ping us. Yeah, reach out. I know there's a fantastic uh, video on YouTube, which you can find by doing a pure storage yeah. search there, a good little 90 seconder featuring, featuring cause and some of the locals which, and, and mm -hmm. some really great scenery. So, you know, check that out if you want a nice visual on what we're doing there. And there's also a great blog that Dan wrote if you go to blog.purestorage.com and 
uh, learn more about the R&D Center, and we will have you on again definitely in the future. Really fun chat, and uh, really appreciate you hanging out late there, um, making time for us today. And uh, thank you, everybody, for listening in to this episode. Hope you enjoyed hearing from, uh, from Jake and a little bit more about what we are doing and the exciting things that are happening in the EMEA region and beyond. Um, keep your comments coming in and give us your feedback. Tell a colleague we'll keep bringing on great guests like Jake. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap for Pure Storage and Jake Ringler. This is Rob Ludeman saying, don't look back. Something might be gaining on you.